Hey everybody, welcome back, welcome back. I hope you had a wonderful and prosperous day. I know I did. To those of you that are watching this on the replay, let me go ahead and say thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I always love seeing your hearts and shares as well. For those of you that are with me all the time, welcome back. Now for those of you that are listening on any of the podcast outlets, thank you as always for taking the time to do that. And I'm very thankful for your follows and shares as well on all of the podcast outlets. So let's get into this tonight let me go ahead and load up on this side so we can jump right into it i'm a little bit more behind than normal so i finally come to the conclusion um that instead of being on central standard time which i am here in texas um i'm on gdt time monday through friday gdt time that's god's divine time amen so when god says go time it's go time but seriously i was working on a project Lost track of time though, but still made it in, right? Still always got to make time for the word, no matter what's going on. We can't push God aside and say, well, you know what? I don't have time to broadcast tonight. That's not how any of this works. Amen. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. Hey, I see my sister-in-law popped into the building. My sister Mel is in the building. Let me share this out real quick. And then we will get started. All right, amen, amen. Let's go with it tonight. Why me, right? Uh, a lot of the times you may find yourself saying, Lord, why me? God, I don't understand. Why did you pick me? Well, by the time we're done tonight, you know how I like to do it. Tornado style, put a little, uh, little twist on it. But I'm bringing you the word. But I'm putting that tornado twist on it. That way you might say, hmm, that tornado's on to something. Maybe I am one of the five. And you may be saying, well, what five? I'm going to tell you. Don't worry about it. Let's get off into it, right? Um, we're coming for those that like to follow along with the word. We're going to come out of 1 Corinthians 14. And we're going to look at 26 through 31. You know, I always like to frame everything with a foundation. So our foundation tonight, our scriptural foundation, because we know it has to come from the word, unaltered, uh, not filtered, not subtracted from, not added to. We're coming straight from the word. First Corinthians 14, 26 and 31. That's how it works around here. Now, how anybody else does it, that's none of my business, right? So let's hop into it, right? Why me? Well, maybe you're one of the five. And as I was getting ready to hit go live and I said, oh man, there goes that five again, tied into grace. I'm like, man, once you really get into these studies and you start thinking and the neurons start firing, you really see uh, a lot of the hidden pieces, a lot of the things that if you're just reading along, you wouldn't catch it. But like I said, I was over there getting ready, doing something else. And I'm like, okay, five types, five types of the chosen. I'm like, wait a minute. There's that five, that number of what somebody out there knows, right? That grace, five being grace. So another way um, that just shows once you really connect and start studying these little pieces, and like I said, those neurons will start firing and you'll be like, ah, I caught that, I caught that. And it'll make you want to call somebody else and be like, girl, did you notice uh, that in 1 Corinthians 14, 26 through 31 it's that five again that five appears that number of grace amen so let's look at this the chosen right we know god if you look through 
through the Bible, you see all types of people, the most unlikely people that were chosen. And it may leave you scratching your head and saying, now how in the world did he pick him? The same way, moving it forward to present day times, you may have been chosen for or, uh, chosen or picked uh, for a certain job, a certain calling, you know, whatever, whatever the charge is. And people may be saying, well, why did you get chosen? Well, by the end of this, you may be able to look at it and say, well, because... So let's look at it here real quick. And, and first, let's start off and look at God chose Paul. You know, Paul, one of the most unlikely ones. You know, Paul, the man that uh, held the coats other men, excuse me, as they were stoning Stephen, right? You know, and if you really look at it, Paul, um, God took Paul from a place of disgrace because you know the stuff that Paul was doing, right? Uh, it was not of holy in the beginning. And so he really took Paul from a place of disgrace, <clears throat> excuse me, to an amazing place of grace. And you see, you know, all of the epistles. And, and as you're going through the New Testament, you're like, man, and you see that Paul is one of the main ones filling everything thing in. You know, he became like the number one chili, if you want to put, you know, a present day term, cheerleader, um, spokesman and saying, no, this is all about God. And this is how it's done. This is how it needs to be done. And all the epistles that he wrote to the different churches, um, and all of his epistles, right? So, you know, he selected Paul. He picked him out and anointed him. And, and, and you know, in the, um, after that happened, you know, people were looking like, is this the same Paul? This cannot be the same Paul, right? Uh, uh, he, and, and he didn't choose somebody that was a, a, a philosopher, you know, an orator, a big statement, a big, you know, wealthy person. He doesn't choose people that have a lot of interest in the world. And that's something to make sure to note. And then looking at Paul, you know, he's going along. Paul was on a totally different mission when he got knocked off that horse and blinded for what was it, three days? And then, you know, during that time, just bathed and soaked with the Holy Spirit. You remember we talked about that the other night, just bathed in the power of the Holy Ghost. And Paul came out and so he was like, oh my goodness, I've been renewed. You know, they say when the scales came off his eyes, he's like, oh, I feel like a brand new man, right? So let's, uh, let's get into it. First Corinthians, four, uh, where we at here? Did I say, yeah, 1 Corinthians, actually I said, I think I said 1 Corinthians 14, but it's actually 1 Corinthians 1, and we're starting at 26, right? For you see your calling, brethren, that, men, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. So, and as I always say, when you're looking for an answer, when, when you're trying to figure things out, it's right there in the scripture. All you have to do is, is go through and find it, right? And be like, ah, there it is. So it says here, right here, clearly in the scripture. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Now, what's the first type that it says that he calls here? But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. So first of all, he comes in and he picks the foolish. And, and for those of you that have read my book, you know how I talked about a lot of the times is going through that healing process or actually prior to the healing process, always coming out feeling like the fool, right? Amen. Have you ever felt like that? Or am I just the only one that said, I'm like, man, I really feel like a fool right now. Right. Um, 
So he picks the foolish, right? So let's look, let's break it down a little bit further on that word. If you look at the, uh, the the Greek meaning of the word foolish, it comes originally from the base moros. So I didn't look into that part, but I'm gonna say, hmm, um, uh, wisdom here is saying, well, maybe that's where they get the word moron from, right? Uh, I, I'm just gonna gather that from my own. I haven't researched that. I don't have a receipt for that one, but just looking at the base of that word moros, I'm gonna say. That's where the word moron came from. But the Greek meaning of the word foolish, stupid, heedless, morally, a blockhead. And you ever ask somebody, say, you're such a knucklehead. You, you just foolish. You just ain't got no sense. And it also means dull in the Greek form, right? So uh, uh, God is looking for foolish people. And you may say, well, what does he want with foolish people? I, the scripture says right here, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, right? So he's not looking for people that are trying to be know-it-alls, that are trying to be cute, that are trying to exalt themselves and say, I know everything. This is all on me. I was just born knowing everything that I know. Not adding in and glorifying God's name in that learning process, right? Uh, people that are uh, too concerned about impressing other people, worrying about what other people are going to say, right? And I also put down here, I, I wanted to pinpoint and just slide in, you know, those people that are a little bit too concerned about what other people are doing in life, how they're exceeding in life, or how they're doing things in their ministry, right? Uh, when we should be focusing on our own individual ministry, right? And then take the time to highlight maybe those things that you say, ooh, that's not in alignment with the scripture. Uh, that That's more in alignment with the sin there. I'm going to highlight that, but I'm not going to sit here and waste time highlighting and condemning and calling out and convictualizing somebody else. I need to be over here in my lane where I'm at, not being foolish um, with the way that you, um, using your time, right? Using your time wisely, not exalting things and bringing attention to things that don't need to be brought up. You know, a whole lot of name calling, a whole lot of trouble, right? So let's move on from that. But what God is looking for uh, in the foolish people are those people that have absurd faith, that crazy faith. The point when people look at you and say, are you crazy? Have you lost your, you mean to tell me that you believe in a God that you can't see that crazy faith sitting there knowing that you don't have a dime in the bank, but you at 99.99% because remember the only thing that's 100% is our God, right? 99.999.999% sure that God is going to come through in some sort of way when people say, girl, you wasn't a victim. Mm -mm. My God came through because why I got that crazy faith. That faith that can't be shaken no matter what kind of mountain crumbles on top of me. No matter what kind of storm comes through my life, right? That's the kind of uh, what people look and say, girl, you foolish. Or man, you foolish. for uh, You falling for the okey-doke. No, I'm going to have to tell you that according to my word and what this says within my 66 books, uh, you might be the one that's coming up and falling for the okey-doke. I'm going to stay over here on the foolish side, if that's okay with you, right? So, those people that aren't filled uh, with wisdom of the world, but with, hey, there's Miriam, I didn't see you come in, glad to see you. Those people that are filled with wis wisdom of the world, not filled with the wisdom, you know, of, of uh, 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 the, um, see, you know, I don't want to, you know, call, 
put anybody's names up in here, but any of the TV psychologists or any of the, you know, big self-help gurus, you know, this is all that you need to do and everything will be okay. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, filled with that kind of wisdom and knowledge, but not going back and saying, well, man, uh, what's God's will? What does God's word say here, right? Those people that sometimes you see somebody and you're like, man, you know, you're a few paddlers short of a rowing team right there. I don't think your elevator going all the way to the top. Them really foolish people. Those are the people that he's looking for. And the scripture uh, clearly says, uh, chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, right? Those people that don't go by uh, man's math, right? Because if we use man's math, one plus one plus one equals what? Three, right? If you look at man's math. But that foolish math, when you say one plus one plus one equals one, somebody out there going to get that. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. One, in my book, in my foolish book, um, in my blockhead, as the scripture said, in my stupid book, yeah, one plus one plus one equals one, right? That's the Father, the Son. See, I got too many. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's how I get to that. Somebody will catch that after the broadcast, right? And be like, ooh, to the wee, wee, wee. Come on now. One plus one plus one to the foolish is one. So, yeah. Say, uh, yeah, I might be a little bit off. That's man's math. I'm going by the biblical, the scriptural math, right? One plus one plus one equals one. There is only one. Come on now, somebody. So that's the way we want to look at that. We want to put aside the, the world's wisdom and look at the scriptural uh, wisdom. God's wisdom. What is it saying to us? That's what we want to be. And when people look and be like, that's fool right there. That's a, mm-hmm. But you know what? She talking something. That's the way we want to go. So when, all of them times when you look back, and if you've been one of them ones that people been like, oh, she just a little bit crazy. Be like, I'm glad to be crazy. I'm glad to be on the foolish list because why? You might just be one of the five, right? I'm, I'm going to give them all to you. The next thing he says here that he's looking for, let's move on through here. We are still in, uh, we're in 27 now. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put the shame, the things which are mighty. Oh, we, we, we. The weak things of the world to put to shame those things that are mighty. So all them times you've been called weak, all them times people, oh, you just weak. You ain't got no backbone. Be like, mm-hmm. Be like, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Because my word tells me that's one of the five that God is choosing that's one of the five that he's looking for and what's that saying he's not looking for the strongest the fastest who can build a ministry the fastest who can smooth talk the fastest and you know fill up the church building right and, and bring in uh people to the body right how he's that's not what he's looking for right but and he's not looking for the mighty people that depend solely on their own power and only acknowledge them, oh i did all of this this is all me that's not uh what he's looking for uh-uh-uh more so what he's looking for as that scripture says there in 27 and again for those that came in um 
it was I said first Corinthians 14 we're actually in first Corinthians 1 and and um, and 26 through 31 that's where we are I'm sorry about that I was typing a little bit too fast when I was putting my outline together right so he's looking for the weak the sick the impotent the people that realize I am raggedy I'm broke down I ain't worth nothing without God without God I am nothing that's what he's looking for in one of the five come on now people that realize without God's help it's all gonna fail it is not gonna work out and that's not and people that sit and say man if I try and do this on my own that's not how any of this works right people that know that if God comes through that if God does not come through, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a good look. Things are just not going to work out in accordance to God's will and God's way if he doesn't come through. Again, uh, that person, that foolish person with that crazy face saying, man, I, I need God. Uh-uh. I don't need you to help me with this. I need to take this to God. That's the help that I need in this, right? Um. And God takes those ones who are supposed to come in. You know, everybody expect to come in dead last, dead last. That's right. I'm nothing at all. He takes those ones that are supposed to be dead last and exalts them up to the front. Again, uh, going through the scripture here. Uh, God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. So again, when people say, mm, you just weak, you're weak, be like, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I will take it. And, and when you are in a, in one of those situations where you're saying, I know I'm not qualified for this. I should not even be sitting here right now. And you just said, my, 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 by God's grace, but God, one of the chosen. And you acknowledging that fact, not sitting in your flesh saying, yep, I finally made it. I made it to the top. Forget all the rest of them busters over there because I finally made it. I don't need nobody but me, myself, and I. Nope, that's not how any of that is supposed to work, right? Uh, and you're saying... You know, uh, uh, and you just look at it and you marvel in it at, at the blessings and you're like, Lord God. And instead of saying it in a downtrodden, Lord, why me? Why did I have to go through all of this? You know, why me? You start looking at it from an up, uplifting like, oh, wait, Lord, 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 thank you for choosing me. Instead of, you know, being down and holding your head down and ashamed and saying, Lord, why me? Right. By the grace of God. Come on now. Right. Uh, because we all, we know that God can always and, and um, God will always make a way out of no way. Right. Let's look at the next thing he does. The, the next, the, the third that he comes through in the scripture and says, we're in 28 now. He also chooses. And the base things of the world, the base things. I got pens flying all over the place tonight. The base things of the world, the base things. The fa uh, uh, and if you look at it, you think the base, that's the bottom, right? Uh, the foundation of something, the low, the base of something, the, the bottom, right? And if you look at that and put that, in the mind frame of the low people, right? The unknown people, the, 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 the unacknowledged people. And you may have sat and been saying, you know, you look a lot of the times, uh, and you're like, man, and a lot of people say that person came. How did they get here so fast? How did they move up? 
And a lot of people, like I said, they just came out of nowhere. No, they did not. It was God's plan, God's will, and God's way. That person is one of the five base things of the world. People that nobody knows them from Adam. But when you start to listen their story, to their story, they tell you, well, for the last five years, for the last 15 years, for the last 20 years, I've been out doing street ministry. You know, I, I check out my blog, check out my website. I've been doing this, this, and this. But yet and still, even though nobody knew their name, they kept moving forward. They didn't sit and get Get discouraged when their followers went down, when the numbers went down. They said, whether you come on my broadcast or not, I'm going to keep on going. Whether I got 310, 300, 3,000, I'm going to keep on going. Because we know, first of all, the message is to the messenger first. Then, who is meant to hear will hear. Amen. Come on, somebody. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. So, those people... That ain't running around, running over people, doing unruly, abominable things, as the, as the scripture likes to say. Uh, abominable acts, you know, to other people, stomping on people to get on top. Those people that remain low, those people that remain humble, humble, as my old Baptist people uh, like to say. Uh, people that remain humble and keep themselves low. They ain't trying to be flashy. They ain't wanna, running around, oh, look at me. Oh, exalt me. You know, but in the end... It, in the you're exalting yourself, right? That's what you're doing. God's not exalting that. He's sitting back saying, mm, mm, mm. "That person, oh, that sheep right there. Somebody, please bring that sheep home because that sheep clearly does not know about my five. Mm -mm. And she can't know about my five. So that's where we come in, right, to tell them and say, hey, you know about the five, you might need to bring that down a couple of notches there, right? So those base things. Also, those people that nobody wants to acknowledge. And you may seem like um, you, you feel like you're getting constantly skipped over. You at work running all the reports. You coming in early. You staying late. You ain't taking, you know, no vacation time. You ain't taking your breaks. But everybody else out, kiki, kakan, and have a good old time. And you say, saying, God, why me? One of the five, one of the chosen. Why everybody, well, why did everybody else get their certificates? Where's my certificate, you know? And you start feeling some type of way. But now you can say, oh, I feel some type of way. I feel great. I know that I feel I'm one of the chosen. That's how we can juxtapose that and, and, and put that into perspective. Like I say, I, I always like to take uh, negative things and spin them around. Put that tornado spin on it and say, uh-uh, uh-uh. How does this line up with God's will and God's way to where this has a positive spin on it? That's what we have to do instead of looking at it saying, God, what? How, how am I being overlooked? Mm-hmm. Just go back to the scripture and say, well, you know what? I'm pop uh, yep, uh, and the base things of the world. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm being overlooked. Cause and, and then at that that's when it's okay. And you can say, you know what? I'm fine with being down here on the bottom. I am perfectly content with that. Right? The next thing. Let's go on through 28. And the things which are despised, God has chosen. Ooh, to the wee, wee, wee. The things which are despised. And you look and you're like, why don't I fit in? I, I done uh, baked cupcakes. I done made dinner for the association. I've done everything. Why do these people not like me? Why can does it feel like I never fit in? Why, when I'm bending over, being gracious to these people, 
people? Do I fit, still feel like I'm being bullied? Why can I not find my place? Those of you that have read my book know I talked about that. I just never felt as if I fed in, uh, fit in. I always felt like I was that odd woman out that I'm like, what is going on here? But now I know. And I said, thank you, God, for not allowing me to feel in, uh, fit in. Thank you, God, for not allowing me uh, to assimilate and become obsessed with the things of the world and striving for that. I'm one of the five. Amen. Come on, somebody. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. And you're sitting in like, or, or, uh, you always feel like even when you're surrounded by people, you're like, I don't fit anywhere into this crowd. You can have a hundred people around you, but you still feel like, man, I feel like I'm standing out here on this highway by myself. Like it ain't no, you know, it's just me and the Lord standing here. I just, no matter how you try and insert yourself, you just don't fit. You can't fit you know, that square uh, into that triangle is just not going to lock in there. So you can't help but look at that this portion of scripture and say, yep, one of the five. Mm-hmm. Let's come on through so I can let y'all get out of here and get to bed. I always say that God didn't put me here to fit in because I meant to stand out. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly why. That's what the scripture is telling us. Clearly, it says it right here again. These aren't my words. You can go back and check the receipts. First Corinthians, uh, we're looking at 20, uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31, in the base of the things of the world. Uh, and then it goes into and say, and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not. Oh, yeah, that's the fifth one right there. The things which are not, the things which are not, are those unrecognized ones, right? You feel like you're not getting recognized when everybody else is getting acknowledged. You feel like when everybody else is being honored, and you're like, well, I know I deserve it. Hey, your honor comes in being part of that five. That's where that comes from. You don't have to sit and wait on a man's honor, a fleshly, carnal honor to be exalted and walk in your purpose and what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. Those people that are looked over the things which are not right. Um, and it says here, which are, I'm going to go back through the whole thing and the base things of the world and the things which are despised. God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing. The things that are so when you're sitting feeling like nothing the scripture saying the things that are right when you're not part of that cool um, kids click part of uh, them little circles of people right the unrecognized one the things which are not so uh, uh, that's how that um portion of scripture breaks down so we look at it we went through it the foolish right uh the weak people the base things of the world and we broke that down to be in the low hey thank you for that super heart sis the despised people and the things that are not uh slash the unrecognized people right and, and it's okay now so you I, I hope it makes you feel a little bit better right i hope it confirms a few things i hope it gives you a little bit of that inner strength to say my 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 resume is a lot fuller than i thought it was my resume uh is a lot more uh, I feel a lot more qualified because you're qualified where it counts the most. You're qualified is one of the five. Amen. Now, and if you think about it, you, you had Gideon, David, Saul, and Jacob. All, if you go back through the scripture, they're like, 
God, why me? I am the least of these. Each and every one of them were like, I am the least. So if you sit and be like, why me? I am the least. God, he like, mm-mm, uh-uh, no. You got the, the traits of the five that I'm looking for, right? And if we go on down to 29, why? And, and, and that final when you're still saying, well, still why? That no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him who are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That, as it is written, who glories, let him glory in the Lord. So all the characteristics, the, the five that I listed, it comes down to you're giving God his glory. There's nothing fleshly about it. You're glorifying his presence. You're glorifying his name and said, I made it because I'm broken, beat up and busted. But by God, I'm still here because of God. I did not do this on my own. He, he makes such uh, things happen in your life to where people, there is no doubt in nobody's mind. They're like, that couldn't have been anything but God. One of the five, that grace that I owe to the wee, wee, wee. Come on now, somebody, right? And, and so, as I said, instead of saying, why me? Start saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for making me foolish. Thank you, God, for making me weak. Thank you, God, for making me despised and not able to fit in into the cliques. Thank you, God. Thank, just start thanking him and praising him. And when people looking at you saying, what in the world? You are proud to be weak. You are uh, you proud and saying that you're foolish and you got all. Yes, I am proud to be foolish with this crazy faith because there ain't nothing that nobody can do or say to change my mind. Amen. And when they come at you, you can give them a little something. You can say, yep, because James 1 and 12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations, right? And, and so that's saying, and, and he already knew everything that you were going to go through. Every single thing that you, me, and anybody else that may come across this broadcast, he already knew the things that we were going to go through. Every trial, every tribulation, every triumph, he already knew. And it was ordained and appointed that way. But it come to, came to us to come in and say, now why, why? And piecing together and saying, you know what? what? I accept. I accept. Thank you, God. I'm ready to accept that calling. Come on now, somebody. And we're going to get further off into that um, before the end of the week, talking about callings and acceptance. Amen. Now, and you can also say, you know what? John 3 and 30, he must increase. I must decrease. Going back again, humbling yourself, humbling yourself and saying, without God, I am nothing. Bringing yourself down a notch. How we like to tell other people, you need to take it down a notch, right? Bringing yourself down. Uh, increase him, decrease ourselves. Hey, Pastor Monique, glad to see you. Philippians 2 and 3. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than ourselves. Again, it falls 
falls under one of those number fives, right? But God has chosen the foolish because when people see you putting other people and they're like, well, why are you letting them go first in line? Aren't you hungry too? Well, you know, well, why didn't you pay your own bills? Why are you helping her out instead of helping you? You're in the grocery line, somebody a little short, right? And you and you help them out. And the person's like, why are you helping them? And you know you need groceries yourself, but you're willing to sacrifice and split what you have and have to help that other person. What may be considered one of the five. When somebody look at you and be like, girl, you crazy. I would have got all my groceries. She would have had to figure it out on her own. Uh-uh, come on, somebody. And that's when you look at them and say, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves and be like, therefore, one of the five, I don't care what you talking about. That's how this works. Then if that still ain't enough for him, you can say, you know what? Let's look at first Timothy four and 12. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. That still ain't enough. You can pull on out. You can just keep going through your resume, right? Your qualification resume, as Mel said. John 15 and 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And say, apart from God, I can do nothing. Again, it falls in one of that five, right? For you see your calling, brethren, that many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. John John 1 3 God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him they can take credit for all the tallest buildings in the world for the leaning buildings in the world for the longest the tallest bridges they can take credit for everything but if it were not for God God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him amen Philippians 4 and 13 I can do all things through him that strengthens me uh, Hebrew 11 and 1 now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen when people say oh yeah and you say yep I am I'm the one that he's talking about in first Corinthians uh, 1 27 but God has chosen the foolish things of the world because I am keeping my assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Because I know there is a God. As they said in color purple, there is a God. Come on now. Colossians 1.10. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Second Corinthians five and seven, for we walk by what? Faith and not sight. And I guarantee you, some of you, the heavens could open up. Jesus could come and sit down. He could say, come on. Come on, Father, Son, the, the whole Trinity could come and sit down. And some of you still be, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. First Corinthians 15 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I 
but the grace of God that is with me. Saying after you toil, after you work, you run yourself down. You're not looking at, oh, everybody else is sitting back, relaxed, but you're still carrying on. You're still going on through. You're still pressing forward. What's that old song used to say? I'm pressing on. Y'all remember that old song? You're still pressing on. And when the day is done, you still say, but. The grace of God is with me. No matter what storm you're going through, no matter what trial you may be on, no matter what it is, you still say, but the grace of God is with me. Amen, somebody. That's my lesson for tonight. Talking about the five. So when you start wondering and saying, why me, God? I don't understand. Go back through, study that passage of scripture and say, you know what? Uh, mm -hmm, I do have some of that. Yep. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, right? And the base of things, the bottom of things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen chosen and y'all know oh we they hated themselves some paul and the things that uh which are not those unrecognized those unacknowledged things to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should glorify in his presence but of him who are in christ jesus who became for us wisdom from god and the righteousness and sanctification and redemption that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. That's our message tonight. I love y'all. I really, really do. And I say, go back, take some time and look through, start checking it off. As I like to say, write it down, sit down, list out your qualities, your personality traits. Make sure they're in, a, in an alignment, what God is looking to pick from. When you go out and people start looking and they say, mm, I want the best fruit. Mm -hmm, I want the best fruit off of this tree. But when I read through this right here, and, and some people may look at it and say, well, that's not the good fruit. Oh no, the scripture is telling you what, what God considers as the best fruit. The, the tree, the fruit that he wants to pick off of the tree. So you go through and be like, mm-hmm, yep, I'm going to be that foolish fruit. I'm going to be that weak fruit. Yep, mm-hmm. And not intentionally making people despise you. That is not what the scripture's saying. Don't go out crazy, cussing folks out, or as they saying, popping off on people, making people hate you. Mm-mm. That's something that just comes. It just comes. And you can't figure out why people don't like you. Not intentionally doing stuff to make people hate you, right? You're not purposely doing stuff. That's just something that you're like, man. I don't know why I do the right thing I'm nice to people I help people but I just don't fit in for some reason that's how that works so that's don't don't be selective with the scripture and go out and be like well Torah said Torah ain't told you no such a thing mm -mm, y'all know I ain't so I'm gonna pop out of here until next time walk good do good be good be purposeful. Be intentional. Go check it out and see if you one of them five, all right? All right. I love y'all. I really, really do. I'll be back here tomorrow night, as I said, on GDT time instead of uh, Central Standard Time. I'm on GDT time. That's right. That God divine time. Amen, somebody? Walk good, y'all. I love y'all. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.